Welcome to Student of the Game Podcast, where we help you master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, and win at the game of life. I'm your host, Brad Knoll. Welcome to the classroom. Happy New Year, first edition of the pod, where we've got another Knoll Team Real Estate member on the podcast. Trevor Day, lead buyer's agent, Knoll Team Real Estate. Welcome to Student of the Game. I appreciate it. I didn't think I was ever going to get an invite, dang. Well, let's talk about that then. <laughs> All right. So you, the listener, you know, every once in a while, we want to bring on some of our team members and we want to talk about the inner workings of, of what we do. Uh, we feel like we've built a team and over the last 20 years, we've been working on uh, some of our, our chemistry, our culture, uh, you know, some of the, our applications. And it's hard, you know, building a team's hard. Here's one thing that I know. The people that started with this aren't here and the people that are here now may not be here forever. But while we have our, our time together, uh, let's talk about what winning looks like for our team. So before we get into that, let's let the listeners know, uh, Trevor Day, man, we got a little history. I'm, I met you and I didn't think anything was going to come of it. So tell the listeners how we met. Dang, it's actually, it's crazy. Uh, met, what year was that? I was probably 18 or 19, just headed into college, was meeting with a past client of yours at a coffee shop, Tim Hortons of all places. I swear to you, I have not been back to that Tim Hortons since, but just bumped into you. It sounds like you were getting coffee for the office, uh, past client, um, Parker, who made the introduction and uh, just met you. He gave me a business card. We kind of talked a little bit about how you went to PFW or should I say IPFW for, uh, for marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, But no, I was doing the same at the time. Talked a little bit about basketball, how you played there. Big basketball guy still am, but yeah, you gave me a business card. Just said, Hey, if you're ever interested in real estate, let me know. And I held on to that. And I remember making a, I had a doctor's appointment after I remember it so vividly, which is crazy because I had a doctor's appointment afterwards, sent you a text and said, nice to meet you. Held on to that business card for a little bit longer. um, And then eventually hit you up for a job shadow. uh, I think a few months later and the rest is basically history. Wow. Well, uh, shout out to Parker for the, uh, for the intro, but we call that a divine appointment. That's a divine 100%. appointment, right? Like there, there's, there's just times in your life where you got to be available, right? And then we talk a lot about that as being a successful buyer's agent. You know, whether you're selling t-shirts or whether you're, you're selling hats and promotional products or you're a new home builder, you know, sometimes just showing up, just showing up and being available, putting yourself out there, you know, getting a little out of your comfort zone uh, is how you be successful. So let's talk about how we're successful in our roles, mostly about how we help families become successful homeowners. You know, one of our missions is uh, our, our job is to create confident homeowners. And, uh, and we do that through several things. So we're going to get into the fundamentals here. The, what is a mastering the fundamentals of, of helping people buy homes? What do we fall in love with? The stuff that we do every single day is behind the scenes, but, uh, let's, let's go a little deeper, man. Uh, let's, let's highlight you. You've had a, a short, fast career, man. Like you're, I, I'll dive into some of the numbers here, but you've been in real estate for like what, four years full time. Yeah. I think going on slowly going on five. Yeah. Four, four and a half somewhere in there. Yep. So, so in four years, Trevor Day, I've got the stats right here to prove it. In four years, Trevor Day has helped almost 200 families, 200 families. So I did some math on this. The average realtor, you know, in, in most markets sells less than 10 homes. It would take them 20 years to catch up to the experience that Trevor Day has in four full years. Experience matters, right? Experience matters. And it's because we've cut our teeth. We've messed up a lot. Uh, we've had some success a lot, but it's, a, but it's mainly because of the experience our clients are getting. So before we go any further, we want to talk about our business model for a second. We believe in a specialized model. We believe that, you know, when, when you have something wrong with your heart, you don't go to the orthopedic surgeon. You know, you, when you, something's wrong with your lungs, you don't go to the ear, nose, and throat. Maybe you do. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> uh, but, but, the, but the point is we specialize. And what I found early in my career is, you know, I started having some early success in doing 20 transactions, 30 transactions, 40 transactions. I actually did 
50 to 60 transactions by myself without any help, without an assistant, without a buyer's agent, without any specialist. And I found out pretty quickly, and I think this is the point of the whole story today. You have to find out what winning looks like for you. And for me, I found, I found two things. I found what winning looked like for me and winning looked like for my clients. For me, it was, I realized at a very early age that I'm never home. You know, you can't do 50 and 60 transactions sitting on the couch. You got to be out, right? You got to be putting miles on the car. You got to be sitting at kitchen tables. And, and so very early on, I thought to myself, you know, as, as my family gets older, as my family grows and my kids are into activities, I don't want to be absent. I want to be a great dad. I want to be a great husband. Something's got to change. So it was out of, it was out of almost panic and out of, you know, frustration that I knew I needed to change up my business model. The second thing happened was as I got busier, it was harder to deepen relationships with my clients. I wasn't spending as much time with them. And that's something that, you know, we believe relationships win. That's why this podcast exists is to remind you that relationships win. So we built a specialist model. What are you doing in your business where you could add some help or you could add somebody uh, to, to your organizational chart that either frees you up or provides exceptional service, better service to your clients. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, right in front of Trevor, um, you know, we've had a lot of buyer's agents. We've had other buyer's agents work with us before. Trevor Day, man, uh, you made me believe that this model is the absolute right model for our clients to win. So thanks for that. Appreciate that. 200 transactions, man. I bet you got some stories. Oh yeah. Quite you remember any of them? You remember, any, you oh, remember like anything stick out to oh you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. A ton of them, especially, you know, starting off where COVID was starting, you know, uh, I was actually back at my apartment, you know, uh, first the doing deals, new licensed, hungry, ready to go. Uh, those are some of the, the first deals that I remember just because they were so, you know, just nobody ever forgets their first deals. Um, so mm-hmm. I remember helping out Rita, uh, who at the time was um, somebody that was retired and looking for a spot and just looking to get into a villa and just really just that story really, I mean, we don't have to go too far into depth of it, but it was really heartwarming story. And that's probably one of the first ones that I remember. I still talk to her, catch up with her, the, you know, to this day, uh, just some really good first impressions. And then from there had a couple of rough ones as well, of course. Uh, but from there on out, I mean, there's been, there's been plenty of them for sure. Well, we don't want to bore the listeners with too many of the, the stories sure. because I think that's, that's, that's inside information for us that mm-hmm. we get to share. But I think here's some stuff that people need to hear. Like four years ago, did you imagine you'd be where you are today? No. No, absolutely not. And, and a lot of that is obviously I'm thankful to you for the opportunities and just everything else. And, and I had never imagined that 25 years old, I'd be sitting where I am today um, in my career four and a half years and absolutely loving what I do and, and waking up just ready to go. Uh, definitely blessed with that opportunity for sure. So Trevor, just to just to remind the listeners, Trevor is our lead buyer's agent. Trevor works with the majority of my buyers. Uh, when a new When a new client calls us and says, hey, I'm looking to buy a home, Questionnaire comes in, Trevor and I set up a Zoom call and we do kind of a, a buyer's consultation. So, sure. so we go through that. But before we go on to the end of that, I, I, gotta, I gotta let you, the listener, realize something. So we're not here to talk today to successful Trevor. We're here to talk today about what was it like being a rookie? What was it like starting out? I remember when you were in that apartment, first of all, there's a great book called Beware the Naked Man That Sells You a Shirt. This dude was in apartments helping people buy homes. Like he wasn't <laughs> even a homeowner yet. Like, yep. but, Absolutely. But, the reason, you know, our team works is because, uh, you know, he embraced that and, and I stayed engaged and Trevor and I talk all the time, but, um, I'll tell a story. A lot of people could relate to this. There was a moment where you had to burn the ships, right? I mean, that, that's a Absolutely. Cortez story where you, you land on the, on the Island or, or in the country and you have to burn the ships. You have to tell the soldiers, we're not going back. We're staying and fighting. So you did your internship, 
Uh, you needed to do that through PFW. You connected with me, did your internship. I made sure we had a really long day. Made sure, oh, yeah. I, my, my goal was you hated it. My goal was like, I hope this guy hates this. And if he likes it, he might be a winner. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved every second of it. <laughs> and, you, and I'm like, I want this guy to hate it. And you're like, no, this is really cool. Yep. So then, so then as you're doing your internship, you were a shipped delivery driver. Oh yeah. You were oh, a yeah. grocery delivery service shipped. You remember that? Yeah, talk about Talk about some stories. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I, I'll never forget that job and, and just realizing how nice it was to get out of it. Uh, but I, I think that actually started my communication still, skills and just getting to know people and actually just building relationships as goofy as that sounds, still having repeat clients on that, I think gave me a lot of knowledge of, first of all, the area um, mm -hmm. of Fort Wayne, but really just getting to know people and just putting a smile on, just just serving people. And honestly, it's kind of similar to what we do now, uh, obviously in a little bit greater of a form, uh, but just being able to meet people. But no, I, I definitely... I definitely remember uh, the good old ship days for sure. Tell, tell me some of the things you did in ships because I remember you, you told me of like, man, I was I was the goat when it came to ships. Like I knew oh, where yeah. every everything was on every aisle, even maybe to yep. this day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for, for those of you that don't know, Ship is a grocery delivery service. Um, at the time, it just ran through Meyer when they first came here from Fort Wayne. Uh, signed up, and it was all it was all like Uber. Basically, you you put your hours down, and you can just basically select when you want to be on the schedule. For somebody that's a college student, that's absolutely awesome just to do some deliveries between classes um, or anything like that. So put myself on the schedule. You get an order. You go to the you go to Meyer and actually shop for that person. So that's where a lot of people are like, whoa, you actually do the shopping because there's a lot of services now that you just pick the order up and the the employees shop shop it and then you just deliver it. Uh, but no, I was doing the whole nine yards. So got there, you had to shop and uh, if they're out of something, it got a little complicated, but basically just got very familiar with the layout and everything like that. So I was, I was pushing 50 to 60 item orders uh, and basically just getting them delivered, sh shopped and delivered within an hour. So just caught on to it, did a lot of orders. Uh, it was a lot of fun though. You get rated too. So you got to make sure customer service is up. Um, the higher rated shoppers um, just get more orders offered to them. So, uh, yeah, it's basically, it's very much so started my communication skills, my patience, honestly, a lot too, you know, doing orders in, uh, on Fort Wayne, Lima road, Meyer on a Sunday afternoon when the rest of Allen County is there as well, can get a little, little tough. So, but yeah, it's, it's basically kind of in a, in a nutshell, what shipped looks like, but it was a little pretty stressful for sure, but it definitely helped me work on some things. I remember when you transitioned and uh, I, I want to talk about the transition because I think it's a really important story, but I remember, you know, getting into real estate and we're like, okay, we're going to show some homes and it's going to be on this side of town and they like this neighborhood. And you're like, oh yeah, I've, I've delivered groceries to this neighborhood. Oh, matter of yep. fact, I've been to this house. This is crazy. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so for you realtors that are brand new, start, start doing ship grocery delivery and you can, <laughs> you can learn where all the homes are. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. There was a moment, Trevor, I think this is, this is really important for the listeners to hear. All right. And, and you didn't know I was going to talk about this. I didn't either, but I think it's appropriate. If you're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, man, you know, being the lead buyer's agent in Ulti Real Estate and Trevor Day's done 200 transactions, helped 200 families. And, you know, he's been on the cover of a magazine and well, it must be nice, right? Must be nice. Let's talk about the start. So this dude was in an apartment. It was right before COVID. He's doing grocery delivery service and he's getting his real estate license. And I remember we had a conversation. You remember that conversation about shipped? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I was like, I told Trevor straight up and I don't, I don't mean to spill the tea here on the podcast, but Trevor, I think you're paying like 600 bucks a month in rent, whatever. Yeah. And I, and I said, listen, I'm gonna pay you $600 a month to shadow me. If I hear you do one shipped order <laughs> during, during this shadowing experience, you're fired. Yeah. I need, I need you to burn the shit. I need you to be all in. And if you're all in, you're going to have an amazing career. If you're not, if you got one toe in the water, I don't care what you're doing right now. If you're out there, you know, trying to start a business on the side, if you got one toe in, it's going to be hard. You literally have to burn the ships. And Trevor, you're a great example of somebody who just went all in. Now, 
we're gonna put this on record. I've never asked if you did a shipped order because I don't want to know because I would be frustrated. But the reality was you went all in. You gave me yeah. all your time. Yeah, I, I never I never heard from you like, hey, you know, hey, let's meet. Ah, I can't. I'm doing something else, right? It was always like, yep, yeah, I'm all in. So yeah. Trevor, you've been all in. And that's that's one of the reasons that you've had so much success in helping people buy homes. Appreciate that. Time out. Student of the Game is brought to you by Knoll Team Real Estate. Our mission is to eradicate mediocre real estate transactions. On your largest financial purchase, you shouldn't have to deal with average. We do this by helping you save time, reduce your stress, and helping you keep as much money in your pocket as we can. You can help us out by introducing us to your friends or family who want to make confident real estate decisions, whether buying, selling, building, or investing. At Knoll Team Real Estate, we are connected to a group of realtors who sell one in every eight homes in North America. If you know someone moving out of your area, there's a great chance we can connect them to somebody we know, like, and trust. Remember, relationships win. Now back to the show. All right, let's get into it. Let's master the fundamentals. Let's master the fundamentals. After, uh, after helping 200 families, I would think you got the fundamentals down by now. You know, that's, a, that's the thing people say about you. And they said this about me is I did a lot of transactions, you know, at a young age, which to me, that's experiential knowledge. You have experiential knowledge, you know, any, anytime, you know, people say, well, you haven't been doing it that long to me, the time is irrelevant, right? It's, it's the reps, it's the muscle memory. Absolutely. What, Absolutely. uh, when you're helping families, what do you believe a great buyer's agent has as far as the fundamentals? What are the fundamentals of being a great buyer's agent? Yeah, I think number one, it starts with communication. And that's somewhere where I have gotten better over the years. But number one is communication. I mean, if you're not asking questions, if you're not staying curious, if you're not asking what their goals are to buy a home, if you're serving them on a transaction level, then it's not going to, it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, at the time it may, you know, you may get them a home, you may get an offer accepted, but the relationship needs to go deeper. And I think that's something that you've harped on me for since day one was staying curious. And I think that's something that I always have in the back of my mind, no, no matter if I'm negotiating, no matter if I'm showing, staying curious is the number one thing in communication, just being able to ask the right questions at the right time, because half the time buyers, you know, know what they want or think they know what they want. A lot of times they come out with something completely different. So if you're not asking those questions, trying to take that relationship to a deeper level, no matter what you do, whether it's real estate, whether it's sales in general, owning a business, like what does what your consumer want? You, you need to ask those questions to, to just get at a deeper level um, and stay in touch with them. You know, if you stay in touch with them, you're top of mind as well, you know, on the business side of things. They, they will remember you if you're always in front of them. It doesn't, have, doesn't mean hound them with phone calls. doesn't mean bomb them with texts. It just means just add value to their life and, and just be there for them and be an advisor. And then from there, you know, that's the, that's a hundred percent the number one thing. Yeah. I love it. That's one of the things that, you know, when, when you had your cover article, it was stay curious. I mean, that was the title of it. And, and I think that that's, that's really good. And and staying curious means, you know, different, different personalities serve other personalities, right? Like there's some people that are black and white. There's some people who live in the gray area. Well, if, if you're always living in the space that, that you're comfortable with, you're, you're going to miss you know, something, right? If Trevor's black and white and I'm gray and I'm like, oh, I'm flexible, I'm creative, you know, and, and Trevor's like, no, it's it's three beds. I do not want four beds, it's three beds. Okay, great, well, let's talk about that. Let's stay curious. Are you planning on having a family? Are you planning on having your, your in-laws move in, right? I mean, there's so many different opportunities to stay curious because real estate is not short-term. Real estate is all long-term, you know? So Trevor, you talk about the uh, the fundamentals being communication, staying curious, education, um, let's talk about, let's, let's talk about behind the scenes. I mean, that's the fundamentals right there. Communication, communication, 
and more communication. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, we start with uh, we start with a buyer's meeting. So our buyer's consultation, ninety five percent of the time, we do not meet people at a house. We always like to say, and we joke about this sometimes. It's like if if we meet you at a house. Okay. If you're listening right now, you're thinking about buying a home. This is how, this is how it works. This is behind the scenes with us. You're, you're, you may want to buy a house this year. House comes on the market and you call us and you say, Hey, I want to go see this house. This is how it actually works. We're going to set up a buyer's meeting with you. The reality is if we meet you at a house for the very first time, you're probably looking at us like, okay, these clowns are going to try to sell us something. Let's just not be honest. Let's tell them, you know, if our budget's 400, let's tell them 350 to 375. And if we have to go higher, you know, we'll figure that out. But the reality is, we have that first meeting, that consultation meeting to get on the same page so that that way we can get everything out there. We can have, we can have this meeting. We don't have to sit at the house and they don't have to look at us like clowns trying to sell them something. Also, we got, we got busy lives. We got other clients. We got family members. You know, we got activities and hobbies we want to do. I don't want to waste my time if the buyer isn't pre-approved, if they don't know what they're looking for. Maybe they're working with another realtor. They just want to see this house. Maybe they want kitchen ideas. You know, they want to remodel their kitchen. <laughs> So we do this buyer's consultation. So Trev, talk about this buyer's consultation, like the behind the scenes stuff, what's falling in love with practice. And I, I got to say this, like one of my favorite things working with buyers is this first initial meeting. It's getting oh. to know, them. you know, Hey, how'd you guys meet? Where are you from? Did you go to high school here? Are you from another state, you know, another city, you know, what, what's the purpose of moving? So let's talk about this buyer's meeting. What do we do in this buyer's consultation? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we always talk about relationships when, I mean, we, we harp on it every day. And I think that number, that number one first step of a buyer's meeting is really where that relationship gets to be winning. You know, we ask questions, like you said, where'd you meet? All of that stuff just builds trust in, in us or for us and for them. So they trust us, we trust them and we get to the home and we really just, first of all, we already have information and already know the right questions to ask. So if they're like, Hey, we're, you know, trying for a family or, Hey, we just need a, you know, a stepping stone home, meaning that, you know, we're going buying a first home and then, few years we're planning on moving out of the area. All of these things are important for us to know so we can help advise you better. And, and doing that buyer's meeting is where we ask all of those questions. So it's huge benefit to go through. We talk about three things in the buyer's meeting, um, you know, after breaking the ice and getting to know that person. And, and the first thing is timing. Uh, everybody always talks about, you know, the home, the three bed, two bath, all the fun stuff. But the reality is everything starts with timing. Like what, where are you at in your lifestyle? Wave, wave the magic wand. You know, what, when is a perfect time to be in your home? So we talk, we talk about timing then we talk about your criteria we get into the fun stuff of, hey where you want to be how big you want the home to be stuff like that and then we just finish up with financing and not only is it is it nice to be able to just talk to them get to know them build a relationship it's we're huge on education so it helps walk through the process whether you're a first-time home buyer whether you're a move down buyer or move up buyer you just sold you know seven years ago or bought a house seven years ago i mean you're going to need a refresher and it's always nice to know kind of where the market is we talk about that it's just nice to always have an idea of, of next steps and we're just able to build the correct and phenomenal expectations in that meeting, uh, which is why it's so key. Because honestly, we, we've done that and, you know, there are certain uh, circumstances where we may need, you know, okay, there's multiple offers, you know, that it's due by eight o'clock. They text us at five. You know, it doesn't mean we're not going to show up, but it really just you can tell the difference of knowing somebody and really just the difference of the showings um, after we do that buyer's meeting is just key. I, I mean, I would even take it as far, Trevor, if we can be vulnerable for a second, you know, we've had some clients that we haven't done that buyer's meeting with and Absolutely. there's a noticeable difference of how the transaction goes. And there's even been some clients that we've lost. There's, there's been some clients that we just did not do a great job. We didn't show up for them. We weren't on the same page. We didn't communicate the right way. Um, and it's rare. I mean, it's rare that we skip that, but sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes we feel like, oh, they're in a hurry or they don't need to buy a home right now. So you know, maybe we don't need to do that. I just remember us talking like 
all the time. This is, this is imperative. We have to do this. The, one of the reasons why we take this team approach is because we believe, you know, for me as the CEO and as the leader of Null Team Real Estate, you know, I study what the, the industry is doing. I study what the trends are. I study kind of national numbers, data. Uh, I talk to a lot of realtors all over the country to see, you know, what's happening, you know, as it relates to, to buyer agency. And, you know, Trevor's really focused on the local market. You know, if you, if somebody asked me like, Hey, what do you think about this house that just came on the market? I'm probably texting Trevor. And I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this house that just came on the market? Now you have, you know, what we talk about is there's, there's two things at play all the time. There's the industry and the market. There's things happening in the industry, but then there's also things happening in our local market. All real estate is local. All local decisions that you want to make has to do with what's happening locally. I focus on kind of the, the big picture. Trevor focuses on the day-to-day in the weeds in our local market. I think that's a big benefit. And Trev, I mean, we talk, what, probably six, seven times a day? Oh, at least, yeah. So, yep. I mean, th- that's, that's really where we're bouncing things off of each other just so that our clients can win. You know, we want our clients to win. I know you want your clients to win. If you're listening right here, just know that we have to run a business. You have to run a business. You have to make sales. You have to create income, revenue. You have to hire people. So do we. That has nothing to do with needing our clients to buy a home. I want to make something really clear here. We're talking about buyers. You know, we, we say that when, when you meet someone's transactional needs, you make a check. But when you meet their emotional needs, you make an advocate. We're in the business of creating advocates. We're in the business of winning together with our team and with our clients. And so it's not our job to convert people. A lot of sales right now are talking about conversion. You know, what's your conversion? You know, let's, how, do you, how do you convert your potentials into your actives and your actives? How do you convert those into your pendings? Let me tell you how we do it. We ask a lot of questions that benefits our client. We ask questions like, what's your timing? So if our business isn't where it needs to be, we're not talking about converting. We're out there trying to find more people or new people who have goals to move. If you have a goal right now and you want to move and you reach out to us and you say, hey, I, I want to have a goal to move. I don't know if it's this year or not. Awesome. We're loading up our clients for next year. We're going to treat you and we're going to take care of you and we're going to give advice to you in the way in which your goals are communicated to us. So Trev, t- take a, take a deeper dive on timing. Why is, why is timing so important? It's the very first thing we talk about and we don't even like talking about anything else before we get past timing. So dive a little deeper yeah. with that. Yeah, it's massive. We always say we'll go as fast or as slow as you want us to. And I think that is refreshing for somebody that has not dealt with a team like us and somebody that has just had a transactional past. It's refreshing to hear because you know that we're not going to be pushy. We're, you know, we're not going to be, you know, just shoving you in a direction. We'll go as fast or as slow as you want to. But with the, hold on, hold with on, the hold, market- on, hold on, hold on, hold on, as fast <laughs> or slow as you want. So first of all, for you salespeople listening that all want to convert, 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 like Trevor, Trevor is the leader in our sales prevention team. He actually creates uh, less opportunities. <laughs> for us because he's all about the the client (laughs) we talk about this all the time no you're you keep keep going because you're right there's been more people there's been more people reach out to me saying thank you so much for introducing me to trevor he was great he actually made sure that i didn't buy faster than i was ready for right because this is an emotional process buyers buy emotionally and justify logically they buy emotion if you're out i don't care if you're if you're buying a new workout equipment especially right you're gonna buy that sucker emotionally like i'm uh, and then you're gonna justify why you're not using it i'm busy you know Buyers buy emotionally. They justify logically. We got to bring a little pragmatic sense to this conversation. So, so into the timing, we'll go as fast or slow as you want. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, 
you could probably echo this. I pro I definitely have talked more people out of homes than I have into homes because if you if you let them control like kind of the the pace of what they go, I guarantee you they're going to be more of an advocate, like you mentioned. Uh, and there's nothing more refer- refreshing than getting a referral from them after the fact and saying, "Hey, this is my friend so and so. You know, you did a good job. We have to earn that." Where we have skin in the game is really just doing a good job for that person that came to us that raised their hand, and then from there uh, we have skin in the game from them introducing us to more connections, to more relationships, to where we know that we can, we can help them out as well. Absolutely. I mean, what you need to do, you need to get a sales prevention team like Trevor Day. Get yourself a sales prevention team and the introductions and the referrals will just keep coming in. So well, uh, I, I joke about that, but, but talk a little bit more about that. that. That's a serious thing. When, when people know we actually have their back and we're not trying to just yep. make one more sale or convert one yep. more lead, that's powerful. Talk about it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it just builds trust. I mean, from the beginning, when you talk them out of the house, they trust you a lot more on negotiations and advising them because I, I will always have their best interests. So if you say, Hey, I think, you know, this three, two just hit at 180. This is your new budget or, you know, or 200. This is your new budget. We, you know, you just got a promotion. We've gone up a little bit. Like this is the first 200 home that they've seen and their eyes light up and they're like, yes, this is the one. And I'm like, well, hold on. You know, the roof's original, the furnace needs to work. The lot's not great. You know, it's, it's needs cosmetic work whatever let's wait and then they find one and they're like oh my goodness this is you know this is a true 200 215 house or whatever i mean th- that's really where they build trust and then from there for all the agents that get or any salespeople that get frustrated during the middle of the process of just trying to guide them and not setting the the right expectations from the beginning is really where that comes from if you set the right expectations at the beginning if you guide them properly if you truly have their best interest it's not only going to pay off for them it's going to pay off for you you know midway through the transaction when you're knee deep in uh, inspection and stuff like that and they're like trying to go after all the small things, but it, it really just, it builds trust with that client and they trust you and, and they, they just are much more receptive to the rest of what happens throughout that deal. And then they tell their friends the same thing. Hey, these guys are not going to push you. You know, they're, they really have your best interest. They're guide you and they're professionals and they're, they're advisors. They're not salespeople. Well, and, and to that point, Trev, I, I think what people will need to hear is like after 200 families that you've helped, the reality is I think one of the greatest qualities of an amazing salesperson, which I believe I love sales. I love great salespeople. I hate pushy salespeople just like everybody else, but I love great salespeople who listen. Active listening is one of the most important things to being a great salesperson. Here's what Trevor's saying. When you actively listen, you're repeating back to your clients what they want and what they're looking for. And something that we, we say a lot, we have a lot of these phrases, but our goal is to remind our clients why they started remind yep. them why they even wanted this goal in the first place. If you want to send your kids to a new school, that's a goal. And if you're getting frustrated that the home isn't right and this home isn't right and this home isn't right, our job is to remind you why you started, right? I mean, if, yep. if you're looking for a, a new job and you want to relocate, we got to remind you why you started. If you're trying to get closer to family, these are all reasons why people move. You know, we got to remind you why you started. You know, I think that that's, that's powerful is just to remind yourself why you started, but great salespeople listen. One of our core values is to earn everything. And Trevor talked about being the sales prevention team and and earning the right to talk people out of a house. The opposite's true. We have we have earned the right to talk them into something. You know, I'll never forget a, a client I had uh, years ago, and we were looking all that. This is when there was a bunch of homes on the market. We looked at a bunch of them, and they had four of them they liked, and they couldn't make a decision. And so we just went to dinner and we're like, let's just go to dinner and just call timeout, like a little huddle, like this, like this little, little huddle. We went to dinner and the wife was like, oh, this is my number one. Guy's like, nope, that's my number four. Hate it. Guy, guy's like, this is my number one. Wife's like, I hate it. Nope. And they just couldn't decide on number one. So then I said, all right, let's number these one through four. 
and they numbered them one through four. And you know what happened? That what they realized was they were arguing about their top choice. But number two was number two for both of them. And so you, you kind of get to this, this process of, you know, buying a home is a process of elimination. It's not a process of addition. You're not going to keep looking at more homes and more homes and more homes. At some point, you got to start removing, you know, what it is you don't like. You know, you could be an interior designer. You could cut hair. You could, you could be a health coach. You could be whatever, whatever occupation you are out there. Sometimes it's important to understand what it is you're not looking for. I'm not looking for this type of person as a barber. I'm not looking for this type of person as a health coach. I'm not looking for this type. This is who I'm looking for. And I think the same, you know, has to do with houses too. When you know what you don't like, it helps you find what you do like. And that's, that's why we have this team that Trevor and I bounce, bounce ideas off each other all the time. Let's, uh, let, let's keep talking about falling in love with the practice. So talk about the life board a little bit. You know, one of the questions yep. we get asked a lot is what's next. You know, I found this yep. very early in my career. Right. So if you're doing something that you haven't done in a long time, like homes, people move every seven to 10 years. If you haven't done something in a long time, you kind of forget the process. We're experts in the process. So what we did is we created a life board. So that way we could help our clients understand what was coming next. The question that I get asked all the time is, all right, we just did this buyer meeting. What's next? Okay. We just looked at homes. What's next? Trev, talk about that life board a little bit and how we've been able to take people on that journey. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, life board was created a few years ago uh, by somebody in our marketing department. Absolutely fantastic. It's a, it basically looks like the game of Candyland or whatever else or life, I should say. Um, and it kind of just walks you through the process. So it starts from point A to point B, uh, talks about the three separate negotiations within the process. So it just, again, we talk about building expectations. We talk about education, like this solves both of them and we go over it with them at the buyer's meeting. So, you know, that's something you can't really do at the house. So you don't want to pull up on your phone, like just being completely transparent at the buyer's meeting, sitting down. I mean, that, that buyer board has saved a lot of time. And I even have people that I talk to to this day that still keep it. It's like, Hey, I sent it to my friend. You know, I, I let them know like, Hey, this is where, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it just, it helps people understand where they're at in the process and build the expectation of where they are next or what's coming next. Um, just, just lets them know on a clear, colorful mapped out thing just especially for first-time home buyers i mean people you know my age or any age that are very visual um especially now with everything wanting to just see it directly in front of you it just spells out from completely from you know the beginning to the end of what's involved i mean there's a lot of people involved in a real estate transaction there's a lot of people uh involved with the lending there's a lot of and it, it color codes it hey this is who you're going to be dealing with at each step of the process it just helps people a lot you know if you if you were to say it all out loud without anything any diagram i mean it's like drinking out of a fire hose like there's a lot of information mm-hmm. and getting thrown at you. Um, this just helps break it down and make it more visual. for people. Yeah. As we go through this meeting, uh, we educate them, right? That's one of the fundamentals. We talk about fundamentals. Uh, fundamentals don't change. Communication and education, that will never change with what we do. The strategies and tactics will. You know, the, the life board that we created is a strategy or it's a tactic. It's, it's, it gamifies the process. We know that on average, there's 26 people involved in every real estate transaction. We know on average that buyers look at between 10 and 12 homes before they make a decision. These are all things that we educate people on so that that way they're comfortable. We believe when people have the education and the wisdom, they'll make a confident decision. When they're confident in their decisions, they're going to make better financial decisions. The outcomes are going to be better. So you can, you can tell that you know we, we start all of these conversations through education. And uh, I love what you said, Trev. Let's dive a little deeper on a few more things. But so, so when a buyer calls us, we go through the buyer's process. We, we go through the, the consultation with them. Then we start looking at homes. What's it like looking at homes with somebody? Like you and I are talking all the time. You and the, you and the clients are talking all the time. What's that process like of uh, what are some things that, that you've learned and, and some things that you can educate people on, you know, good tips on looking at homes? Yeah. I mean, the number one thing is if any buyer is looking at a home and they're on the fence, we just need to get in. 
because you really you cannot trust what you see online. It's tough to tell a lot of times the layout you know, based on the pictures. You just can't tell, hey, where's that room? How many bedrooms are upstairs? Whatever else. And, and Brad and I have this ongoing joke. You can't smell cat pee through the phone. Like you need to get in. You need to feel it. You need to smell it. You didn't know exactly kind of where it's at. And it just helps. I mean, honestly, it, and that's our job. That's why I'm here. I'm available to go look at home so you feel like that you can make a more confident decision when something comes across that you actually want to pull the trigger on and make an offer on. So that that's really where I, I build the number one expectation as far as showing if you're on the fence, let's go see it. It's going to take us seeing some homes to understand what you like. Now there's a balance to it, right? You, you know, you don't want to see 50, 60 homes to where you're picking out the kitchen of that one, the backyard of that one, because that home does exist. It's just a hundred grand above your budget. Like you, at you least kind of got at least you got to kind of weigh that out, but seeing some homes, making yourself more confident, just being able to, like you said, Brad, the, the process of elimination, just being able to get familiar and know really what your money gets you. But you're not going to be able to see that if you're trusting the pictures online, the, even the virtual tours, like you, you just need to get in it, see it for yourself and then really understand what is kind of a, a, not a good deal, but just really understand which home is for you. And then you'll just feel a lot more confident when that's the case. But that is the number one thing that I do. I have a goal each week to show as many homes as possible so we always communicate hey you're not bothering me this is what we need to do if you have any interest at all let's get to it and that's one of the reasons why our specialist model works you know i'm not i'm not here to pat myself on the back i'm here to teach i'm here to educate you guys we have looked at the real estate market and we've said how do our clients win first how do our clients win first not our team not brad how do our clients win first and if our clients are winning first we're gonna help a lot of families buy homes trevor wakes up in the morning and his sole focus of that day is helping buyers see homes, negotiate great deals, make wise, confident, educated real estate decisions. Trevor's not listing a bunch of homes. His focus is buyers. And that's why we have higher outcomes with our buyers. Our buyers get in properties. We actually win more offers uh, when there are multiple offer situations. And it's because of Trevor's knowledge. He knows, like, so the market changes, right? Let's address this real quick. The, re the, reason, the reason that this model works and the reason that working with somebody that does a high volume in sales works is because the market changes every single day. It changes, maybe not every single day, but it definitely changes weekly to monthly for sure in the real estate market. And that's something that Trevor has his hand on the pulse. If, if homes are, are sitting a little longer, if you haven't done a transaction or you're working with a, pro, a professional that hasn't done a transaction in a month or two, they're not going to know the speed of the market and what changed. Trevor's going to know that immediately. He's like, Hey, I think we can negotiate a good deal. You know, I remember, uh, I think this is uh, last November when, when things started slowing down, Trevor, you negotiated over $30,000 of repairs just for buyers. And a month before that, no buyer was even asking, almost asking for an inspection. We got to the place where our buyers asked for a total of $30,000 in repairs. And that was unheard of. That's something that I feel like, you know, you just being in tune with the market helps out. Yeah, it's been great to see in both sides of the market. So obviously starting out with COVID, it was everything was fast paced. And then, you know, slowly seeing the, the change when interest rates started to get a little bit higher. It's cool to see the model that we have being successful no matter market, no matter what market it is. It's easy to hire somebody when everything's going quick and everything's fast paced. You don't have enough people. But the reality is it's nice to have it on the slower side to be able to not slower side, but, uh, you know, in a different market, uh, just to be able to, like you said, be in tune with what's going on. When is it time to start negotiating things? When can the buyer have a little bit more power? 
power. You know, we're still in a seller's market, but there's still glimpses of where the buyer can use a little bit of leverage. So if you're dealing with somebody that has, I mean, I see it all the time on the listing side, as far as I can tell, you know, the experience level of listing agent, where they price things, whether they overprice it or underprice it. I mean, it's a massive factor in getting your home sold or purchasing a home is just the the knowledge and experience. And, and like you said, Brad, working with a, a high volume team, you know, you'll have a finger on the pulse to know exactly when is the right time to use that leverage or when is the best time to be able to, to know that we can negotiate you a deal and just succeed in, in today's market. Yeah. Just to add to that a little bit, I think uh, the last thing as it, as it relates to, you know, all the behind the scenes and falling in love with what we do every single day and, and the practice of it, you know, I think the question that we get asked, you know, the majority of the year is, is now a good time to buy, right? And we, we get this all the time. Is now a good time to sell? Is now a good time to buy? And, you know, one of the things that that we hear often is it's up to you. Is now the right time for you? You know, I heard something this week that that said, you know, it's never a bad time to own. I mean, th- think about owning real estate. It's never a bad time to own real estate. The question is, is it right for you? Is owning real estate right for you? Real estate is a long-term play. Stocks and crypto and everything are, are all short-term, but real estate is long-term. If you're thinking about buying a home, if you're thinking about investing in real estate, you have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself the question, is now the right time for me? It's always a good time to own real estate, isn't it, Trevor? Oh, absolutely. And and that's the that's the biggest thing. If I had to, to laugh about every single time, if I had a dollar actually for every single time I walked into a room and said, Hey Trevor, how's it going? How's business? How's the market? Is it a good time to buy? Oh my goodness. Like that is the best response that you can have. Well, it's never been a, a bad time to own. Like mm-hmm. that's the hundred percent true. And and that's not even just lip service that's coming from from my investments. That's coming from seeing other people's investments and just seeing the the money that they make in real estate. If it's a pure money move, obviously it has a lot to do with lifestyle, where you're at in life. You know, if it's if it's a, a job relocation and interest rates and you got a you know, forty thousand dollar, fifty thousand dollar bump in your income and you're coming closer to family and you know, interest rates are seven percent, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. If it's truly the right time for you, if it works for your lifestyle, it does not matter the other factors that are in play because as you said, Brad, real estate's a long-term game. I love that you said lifestyle. Uh, we'll, we'll end the practice here on lifestyle because we believe people move because of lifestyle. You know, One of the things that does not get talked about a lot are the three Ds, death, divorce, and delinquency. You know, death, if you, if you lost your partner, you know, you may want to downsize. You know, a lot of times people don't post on social media like, you know, hey, I'm ready to downsize. I'm excited. I'm excited to go through this new chapter. You don't, right? Usually people think about, you know, buying a home as, hey, I just got a job promotion. I have more money and now I'm going to buy my, my forever home. You know, that's the majority of our, our population think about moving. But the reality is, you know, there's death out there. You know, people pass away. Real estate is involved. That's a lifestyle issue. Divorce happens a lot. It's a lifestyle issue. Delinquency. I lost my job. I need to sell my home. Or I lost my job. I need to sell my home and, and buy something smaller. Anything to add to that, Trev? I mean, th- those are a lot of things that we see that's behind the scenes that nobody really talks about. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I mean, meeting you at Tim Hortons, I had no idea what was involved with real estate. I've always seen, you know, the commercials or HGTV. Don't even get me started on that. But just really, you know, the warm and fuzzies, and that's really something that you know, no matter if it's good, no matter if it's bad, that is probably my favorite thing about being a buyer's agent or just being in real estate in general is being a part of people's decision that is most of the time or, you know, somewhat of the biggest decision they've ever made in their life, whether it's good and they're moving closer to family or or where, like you said, whether somebody passes away, it's just awesome to be there to support them and to be able to guide them in the biggest decision of their life. And that is probably my favorite thing, uh, realizing getting into real estate to just be there for them, be able to walk them through some of the toughest times or some of the most exciting times of their life. Awesome. Well, we talked about mastering the fundamentals, communication, education, 
we talked to falling in love with practice, man. Uh, there's no doubt after helping 200 families that you absolutely love what you do and you're really good at it. And I'm, I'm glad to finally get you on the pod, even though you, uh, threw me some shade at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> but, but I just, I want to know as we wrap up here, uh, I want the listeners to know what is winning at the game of life look like for Trevor day. What's winning look like for you? Oh man, it's, it's waking up and loving what I do. And I think that's what, that's honestly what I get to do every day. And I realize, you know, not everybody experiences that right now. It's just, everybody has a different definition of success and whatever that, whatever that definition is for you. First of all, if you don't know it, I would encourage to really nail that down because if you don't have goals, if you don't know what success looks like for you, then that's something you're not chasing anything. You, you don't have goals, you know, you don't know, you're just kind of rumbling through life, which again, isn't always a bad thing, but if you want to grow, if you want to make yourself better, then, then that's the number one thing is to find that level level of success. And I, I think for me, it, it's being around this work family that I have, uh, you know, it's, it's loving what I do every day. It's building relationships that actually matter. Uh, my personal life, uh, you know, just building people that add value in your life. Um, uh, just being surrounded by great people that love what they do every day. Uh, is it, just massive and just having support around you, not having people to drag you down. That's kind of honestly, the biggest success is just finding, finding honestly what, what God has called you to do on this earth. And I think that that's where I'm at. Um, I'm in the beginning of it, but I have a lot to learn, you know, no matter if you're doing something for five years, you're doing something for one year, if you're doing something for 20, if you ever get just kind of comfortable in what you're doing and think you have it nailed down, that's the time to get back to the drawing board because it's going to change and there's a lot more room to go. The Chinese proverb says, he who chases two rabbits catches none. And Trev, you're somebody who, uh, from the first time I met you, you've been very focused and you're, you're somebody who knows what they want. Uh, and, and that's going to keep evolving, right? We're going to keep evolving and knowing what the, the, the whole point of that is being intentional. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Uh, how can listeners help you out right now? How can they, can they follow you? Can they help you out? What, what, what can they do for us? Uh, you yeah. and I, as we head into 2024. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to give me on social media. Would love that. Would love to connect and just build a relationship. Whether you're buying a home now or if you need to buy a home, great. If not, we still want to connect with you. Like it's it's not all about, hey, we only want to connect with people that are either going to introduce us or only going to buy a home. We want to connect with you. We want to get to know you. We want to see how we can add value, whether it's in your business life, your personal life, um, or if you need to, you know, buy a home or or, or sell a home. Uh, just connect with us, see what we can do and just get to know each other and just build a relationship because there's there's never too many relationships that you can have that are solid and just get to know people. Uh, and I honestly think that that's just the biggest thing. Obviously, if you have anybody, you know, that's looking to buy or sell, we would love to work with them. Hopefully we've kind of proven a little bit on this podcast about our process, about how the, the level of trust that we, you know, we want to have in you um, just to be able to, to advise you on some of the biggest decisions in your life. I love it. You're spot on, man. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, this coming from my little brother here. My kids call, <laughs> my kids call him Uber Eats during, uh, during COVID. Uh, but but that, more, more on that later. Trev, uh, we believe relationships win. We believe that relationships win. And uh, I know the kids say, uh, give him his flowers. And so I got to ask you the question, who you want to send some virtual flowers to today? Who's, who's somebody that's been instrumental in your life, impactful in your life, helping you get to where you are. You've been in the business five years or less. You've helped 200 families. You own two homes. You heard me right. You heard me right. Trevor's investing in real estate. Trevor's building equity. He's, he's focused. Who, who's somebody you want to send some virtual flowers to that's helped you get to where you are today? Yeah, I think it's my dad. Um, my, my dad has been an awesome example of what working hard looks like. And no matter if that's long days where he worked, short days where he worked, he really just showed me what working hard looks like, being focused and caring for his family, being able to provide for his family. I saw that growing up. And I think that's that's probably the, the number one person that I would say, hey, thank you for encouraging me, for being there with me, giving an example of what working hard looks like, um, to be able to just just love love what you do and just being able to just 
just grind and just do things that like sometimes can be hard and, and just realizing that, Hey, family's first, uh, the people around you are first significant others, you know, just establishing a relationship, keeping a relationship that's healthy and just being able to just provide for your family. And he, he's been a huge fan. I, I swear he's my biggest fan of Facebook. Nolte's top fan. Probably he's just, he's all in everywhere he goes. He's got the, he's always repping with the hats and the sweatshirts. Every time I see him, he's, he's decked out in gear and he just, he loves, you know, he just loves me. First of all, he shows me that and just, he, he loves what, what I do and just loves the team I'm surrounded by. So that's probably the, uh, the virtual flowers headed his way. Awesome. Awesome. Mike day. We appreciate you, man. Uh, Trevor, thank you so much for being on this podcast today, Student of the Game, where we want to help our listeners master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, fall in love with it, just just become infatuated with what you do every day to go help a bunch of people. And then honestly, you got to know what winning at the game of life looks like. And Trevor, you're an example of that. So as we wrap up, uh, we would be remiss not to say, uh, if there's something we can do to help you out this year, um, our, our mission is to help people become confident homeowners. If you've already bought a home and you just want to know more about it, we want to help you be a confident homeowner. Maybe by doing that, you're going to introduce us to somebody down the road. I don't know. But we're going to plant a bunch of seeds this year. We're going to connect with a bunch of people, and I hope you're one of them. That's a wrap. Trevor Day, thanks for being a guest. Appreciate the invite, finally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Student of the Game podcast. Whatever game you are playing, I'm cheering for you. See you in the next class. Thank you.